Hey again, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Pretty good. Pretty good. One day closer to football season, maybe. Yeah, it is a maybe, but I'll tell you something that's a positive, and that's Built Bar. Built Bar oh, yeah. is this new nutritional bar that is absolutely delicious. And we talked about it on the podcast earlier. Look, we want everybody to go check them out, BuiltBar.com. Go check them out. Uh, you can get a promo code for $10 off when you use the promo code Locked On for your first purchase. But Jimmy and I, we said at the podcast the other day, we got a package in the mail that was this built bar. We didn't know what it was. We, we, we knew that we had a new sponsor, but we didn't know we were going to actually get samples. And so I'm sitting there, and, you know, and I'm thinking, okay, whatever. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, I'm 47 now, and I, I get hungry all the time. So uh, I just – I was like, man, I'm hungry. Oh, yeah, I got those samples of built bar. It was awesome. I mean – so much better than like a cliff bar or any of those other impulse items you buy when you're at Walmart or Kroger or whatever, right at the aisle. And you're like, Oh, I'll have one of these. No, this is the real deal. It's, it's lower in carbs, lower in sugar. It tastes so much better. These things are so good. Jimmy vouch for me here. It was as good to me. It was as good as any normal in terms of the taste. It's as good as any, normal high calorie candy bar like ooh you know i want a candy bar snack you know and we all we all have our favorites you know no matter what they are it tastes as good as that and 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 it's much healthier so you'd sort of be like why eat a high calorie you know candy bar that's not good for you when you can eat this one because it's it's it's, it's just as good or better and it's healthier it's kind of like I mean, we all know I'm a big I'm a big fan of beer, and uh, if someone would give me a beer that's like, "Hey, this is as good as the beer you always drink," and and and, and at the end of it, you look after you drink it, you look like Najee Harris. I would drink that beer. I would drink that beer. So, Najee that's Light. Why you need. To, that's why you need to eat this uh, built bar. You'll look like Najee. Well, I, I like that. You can either be Najee Light. Or, you know how Milwaukee's best is the beast, that you could just be the beast. Najee Harris, the beast beer. I like it. Uh, but Built Bar, go check them out. BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code locked on for $10 off. Also, want to give a huge shout out to my boy Julio. Y'all know I love Julio uh, over at Nico Sports, N I K C O Sports.com. Uh, just great people over there, and they've got this Tua Tungalabailoa football. I've seen it. It's full-size and fully embossed. It's got all this information on there. got Tua's pretty little face on there. Uh, it, it's just awesome. It's got all the stats and record, and it's perfect, and you need it. It's $99, $99. You have $99 in your couch, people. You do. So go check this out, Tua Tungalabailoa football. 1-800-345-2868. 1-800-345-2868. Part of the proceeds go to the Alabama Make-A-Wish Foundation. How, how do you beat these things? Get a built bar, get your energy up, and then go to the internet and the interwebs and type in nicosports.com, N-I-K-C-O sports.com, 
or call 1-800-345-2868 and order this to a tongue of Alabama football. And know that you're doing something good, not for yourself, which you are, but also for the Alabama Make-A-Wish Foundation, nycosports.com. All right, Jimmy. What a, what a um, great Mother's I'm Day right. present. Mother's Day, Mother's Day is coming up. Oh. There is not a better Mother's Day present than a Tua Tungo Valoa football. I mean, a Tua, a Tua football. Get right. a football so signed by of, Tua. Instead of tulips, you get Tua's. How about that? <laughs> Even better. That right the it's cup, the best so. Mother's Day. It's the best Mother's Day. I did that right hey, off the cup, so. And just get an extra one and, and ship it to Tua's mother. Give it to Tua's mother. Oh, God, how Buy cool it. would that be? I believe her name is Diane. Send it to Diane. Tongue of Iloa. And you sign it. You sign it. <laughs> like, you, sign, you say, I love your son. Love Luke Robinson. That would be awesome. And then we've changed Mother's Day forever, me and you have just now. Here's the deal. Um, <laughs> if you want to sleep in a in a, I love Lucy twin bed kind of scenario for Mother's Day. Go ahead and get her the regular old flowers. If you want to get <laughs> Bow Chicka Wow Wow in the in a in the queen bed, then you go ahead and get her this two or tongue go a little football. I'm telling you, that's how this rolls, people. All right, Jimmy, we got to talk about some uh, Alabama stuff here. So we've been doing the countdown, um, and I think we got down to did we get down to 95? We did 95 yesterday. Today is 94, DJ Dale, which is pretty significant, you know, because he's a starter and everything. Yeah, well, so go ahead and just talk about Have you written up your blog for Christmas Club for uh, DJ Dale? I, okay. I did just probably like 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago, and just put it up. Uh, did did a few, uh, you know, I wanted to look at a couple things first, and uh and to me, I wrote the blog. It's sort of a good news, bad news. I mean, first of all, the good news is DJ Dale's on our football team. Uh, who who would have guessed? I mean, you're li- You're either DJ Dale's mother or you're lying if you said when we signed him that he would become our starting nose guard before even the first week of spring practice is over. I mean, and, and I know that we didn't have a lot of depth there and there wasn't a ton of candidates but there were other candidates. He, he beat out returning kids on the roster quickly. So not only does he win the job as a true freshman, which is just, you know, something like Deron Payne did, he, he wins the job as a true freshman. And then against Duke, I had sort of halfway forgotten this, Luke, even though I watched the Duke game not too long ago. He was the SEC co-defensive lineman of the week against Duke and was singled out by our staff as an Alabama football player of the week against Duke. So he wins the job a week into spring practice. He, he never gives it up. He then plays literally at an all-star level against a power five opponent in game one. But then here comes the bad news. <laughs> uh, he played pretty well, by the way, against South Carolina in week three, I might add. But by the end of September... I think it was against Southern Miss. He hurt his knee, caused him to miss a little time, comes back, hurts the other knee against Mississippi State, and then then just couldn't play the rest of the season because now he's got two bad knees. And that's the bad news. On top of this, this comes from the fact of the position he plays Luke and the fact that he was hurt, playing hurt. But in 10 starts, 10 games, 10 starts, 
his stats for the season were 17 tackles, three tackles for loss, and one sack. And the fact of the matter is, dude, I know he's playing hurt. I, I'm not. I'm not criticizing at all. I think it's amazing what he did. But this year, we just have to get better production from the nose guard than 17 tackles, one sack, and three tackles for loss. I mean, that's a position where we need better, more consistent play. Can we get it from DJ Dale? Hell, there's proof we can get it from DJ Dale because he played really well before he got hurt. And he was a true freshman. So, yeah, DJ Dale could provide us that if he's healthy. If he's not healthy and we need a new guy, he just needs to be more productive than DJ was on the field last season. So, kind of a good news, bad news thing with DJ. In terms of where his health is, you know, I'm optimistic. I have not been told that he's compromised this year or forever. I've not been told that. But I do think that it's it's an issue. It's one of the big mysteries. Whenever practice starts, whenever that is, I think D. Dale's health is one of the first and foremost questions facing the entire football team. So, yeah, pretty significant dude on, on the team. I will say the only thing that jumped out to me, and I, the, this is the contrarian in me, whenever – okay, so you said your stat about – you know, he played in 10 games, right? Is that what you said? 10 yeah, games? 10 games. Mm, that's right. Okay. Ten, so, first of all, just for anybody wondering, he's not eligible for the red shirt. Um, right. But, but okay, so he played 10 games. He hurt in Southern Miss and got hurt against Mississippi State. I don't remember exactly where the injuries took place in those games, but my point is that, he didn't really play in 10 games. I bet you he played in more like, I mean, if you talk about game time and, and mm-hmm. discount whatever uh, cream puff we played maybe in the second or third game of the year when he, uh, you know, probably didn't play as much, then I'm going to say uh, he, he probably played a grand total of five real games. So if you look at it that way, I think his stats are pretty doggone good. I understand what you're saying, and your point is certainly valid, um, because really what you're saying is not that D.J. Dale's got to get better. We just got to get better out of that position. Yes. Yes. And had he been healthy, had had we gotten the D.J. Dale in 13 games, what we got out of him in the Duke game, those stats would have looked radically different. I'm the first to say that. I mean, I, I think, like, like we're both sort of agreeing here, his his lack of production – is due to the injury, the injury, because we saw him when he was healthy and he was really good, uh, or at least adequate for for a freshman. Uh, so it, it's the injury, and and we just need him healthier. It's not that so much we need him improved, although any kid's going to improve from year one to year two. But we uh, we need him healthy, and and he showed us in that Duke game. I mean, co SEC defensive lineman of the week as a true freshman. Keeping in mind, he's playing against Duke. Most of the league was playing against, you know, cream puffs. So uh, I'm optimistic about the kid. We just we just need him healthy, and we and, and I don't know that we'll really know that until we see him in the fall. All right, Jimmy, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about your roster countdown. I apologize for the noise in the background, people. I'm actually driving a work truck to Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, But this is what's called dedication to your craft when you uh, are doing a podcast 
in a Dodge 5500 and uh, you're, you're near Louisville, Kentucky, and you're passing 18 wheelers. So, Jimmy, I guess let's go ahead and talk about number 93. Yeah, I'm gonna, there is no 93 officially on the roster. So, for purposes of the player countdown, uh, I'm going to go with Jamel Burroughs, the true freshman signee from the state of Georgia. Uh, my when we signed him, uh, there was some question about him academically. I am told that is now not going to be a problem, that, uh, that Burroughs will – enroll at whatever time our players are allowed to enroll uh whenever jimmy, that is jimmy so. let me cut you off there let me let me cut you off there and ask you this aren't isn't everybody eligible i mean isn't that kind of what they've determined that everybody's eligible right i mean I, or maybe i misunderstood that but is that why we're not worried about it anymore uh, I, I don't know the, the absolute specifics of the rule. I don't think it's a blanket thing where everyone is eligible. I think the rules have been relaxed in terms of deadlines. I think there's going to be more self-policing with it. In other words, it's not really the uh, the typical, what, what do they call it? Not the warehouse, but, but what do they call it when you, when you send boiler, it to the boiler plate? No, when, when they send it to a the clearing NCAA. Clearinghouse, house. Clearinghouse. clearinghouse. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not so much a clearing house. Like, warehouse. Warehouse this, was close. Why hasn't this been cleared up? We sent it to the warehouse. <laughs> warehouse was really close, considering. But uh, there's not going to be so much a clearing house. It's going to be a little more self policing. But I don't think it's just everybody is eligible in the sense that okay, now you can go sign a kid that's got a 1.8 and 14 on the test, and he's good. Um, I, I think you've got to uh, self police it and. Uh, so you'd be a little crazy to, to to try to pull a fast one. So, but I believe he's made it in terms of the minimum qualifications, and I think all of our our players did. Uh, and, and also, with there also a lack of self policing on, and the reason being that that everybody had to complete their grades online, and not everybody had the same opportunity. So that's why the NCA is like, okay, well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have to self police a little bit on this. And uh, and in that vein, I'm told Alabama's comfortable with everybody's situation. So, so it's not like we're getting somebody in that otherwise wouldn't have been in. That that that's Alabama's position anyway. Let me say this too about Jamel Burroughs, and I know this is an Alabama podcast, so you, I mean theoretically everybody thinks we're going to be positive about everybody. Um, but I have no qualms in saying, like, when we sign somebody, I don't think this guy would have ever helped us. Uh, but this guy, I believe in Jamel Burroughs. I believe he's going to be a good player. I believe he could be a year one contributor. Um, I, I liked him much more than a lot of other folks. He was one time committed to Georgia. And then, you know, the rumors were Georgia kind of wanted him to decommit. Um, he did drop mm -hmm. in the rankings, if I remember right. But I don't mm -hmm. care about any of that. I think some of that was – the people concerned about maybe a bit of a weight issue and also a grade right. issue. I think both right. of those things have been uh, handled. I think he's going to be a, uh, a, not a starter initially, but I do think he'll be a year one contributor and I'm excited about it. Yeah. I think on the plus side for Burroughs, exactly what, what, what you bring up. I mean, it's true. You know, there was another kid just a few years ago playing a similar position that when he was a young player, he got offered by everybody. And that sounds like Burroughs. And then when he was like a junior, he ballooned. His weight got way up. 
uh, and his grades went down and everyone started questioning whether this was the, the type kid that's going to do well in college because he doesn't appear to be very disciplined. And, and, and when that happened with Burroughs, Georgia dropped him. Alabama stayed with him, ends up the kid corrected a lot of it on his own, dropped the weight, did better in school, and as a senior was once again a really good prospect. I tell you, that, that career arc sounds a lot like Deron Payne. And I'm not saying this kid is Payne. I think he's a little bit different. I don't really think he's a pure nose guard. I think Burr is more likely to be a defensive end like a Marcel Darius. But uh, that career arc is similar. I mean, people would say that, said the same exact things about Payne at one point and ends up Payne was probably just a little bored with high school, you know, in terms of, of, of how you drop the discipline. But as soon as, as soon as he got to Alabama and it's all about discipline, he was, he was as hard a work and a kid as we had, you know, on the entire roster. So that was really exciting, you know, when, uh, you know, Payne, Payne gets there and he's actually the hardest working kid on the team when just a year and a half ago we're going, gosh, is he, is he, is he going to fit in at all? So in that sense, I, I'm with you totally on Burroughs and, and Burroughs kind of cured a lot of it himself. So I think the, the same upside is there with him now as a lot of schools saw with him in the 10th grade and in the 10th grade, this dude was racking up offers, which is, you know, that, that doesn't happen all the time. So I, I think the potential, the upside is definitely there. And it's just going to come down to, hey, are, are, are you going to put in the work when things get tough? Because it's going to get tough at Alabama. All right, Jimmy, let's go ahead and take another break. When we come back, we will wrap the show up with a couple of odd name topics. So, Jimmy, um, couple of things. First of all, I saw where it looks like California is on the verge of reopening like by Friday. I mean, I don't know about full-scale reopening, but they're on the verge of, of opening up a lot more than they have been. And I think California is the, what would you, you would call the leftist litmus test. I mean, if California is doing it, there's really just about no reason for anybody else not to do it. Um, and if they're gonna if they're gonna open up, I, the first thing I thought of, and this is me being selfish and only worried about my interests, but the first thing I thought of was, hey, I think college football is gonna have a chance if California's opening back up. Yeah, I thought the same thing, and 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 I agree that you would think California would be one of the last to open up. On the other hand, let's also look at the high impact areas like New York and Louisiana, you know, where where where, where there was a lot more devastation. You know, when will they open up and? Again, I'll just say that I like where it's trending. I mean, in terms of we're excited about whether there's going to be football this fall. I like where it's trending. It's just really too soon to know. And that death toll just keeps racking up. I mean, what, are we going to be over 70,000 today? I mean, some we so are, I, I, but We are going to be over 70,000, I think, by one count. Now, the CDC, their, their counting structure is different. They only have like the total death count at 40,000. And I, I mean, look, 40,000 right. awful and 70,000 horrendous, whatever. But my point is, I don't know what numbers to believe from anybody anymore because it, and I'm not sure of all the parameters, but it seems right. like if you're a hospital and you, you lose a patient to coronavirus, maybe you get some type of more federal reimbursement or something versus, you know, somebody dying from a car wreck. So if you are if you have the coronavirus right. and you're in a car wreck and are killed, you know, the hospital may rack it up as a 
coronavirus death. I, again, this is me talking out of my yin-yang because this is something I heard on the radio this morning, and I thought, well, that's a damn fine point. Um, and, and it just depends on how you want to count it. But I, I, I guess, you know, in a, in a year so far, five months of, of, quite frankly, pure hell, that is 2020, um, I think it's good news that California is at least open to the idea of reopening and um, getting back to some sense of normalcy, which probably won't be for years. But, you know, it does make me think, okay, if California is going to open up, then that's positive for college football season. And I know that's selfish to think of that in these troubling times. But, look, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be alone in that sentiment. Um, another thing that came out yesterday was Louisville received a notice of allegations from the NCAA uh, going back to some Rick Pitino stuff. Uh, I didn't read all of it. I'm not going to pretend that I did. Because, um, frankly, I think nothing will happen. I think if you're going to get a notice of allegations, right now is the perfect time to get it when the NCAA is, is teetering on what to do with this name and likeness thing, when we're in the middle of a global pandemic, uh, when the, the colleges are seemingly – uh, having all kind of fiduciary issues, it's a good time to get a notice of allegations because everybody's going to be like, you know what, that should really be about 25th on your priority list right now. So I think nothing will happen, but what do you think about that notice of allegations? Well, uh, it, it was always going to be interesting how the NCAA was going to handle all the information that came out in the federal case. Were they going to ignore it? Were they going to treat it like any other case? It's, it's, it, it appears as if the NCA was correct in, in, in saying or honest in saying, hey, this is we're going to treat it like every other case. So, man, it, it's probably going to be pretty bad. Louisville uh, seems to me to be almost the definition of a repeat offender. It seems like in the last 15 years, every other year, Louisville is in a lot of hot water for this or that. Uh, I laugh. I couldn't help but chuckle when uh, one of the charges was that Patino didn't foster a, uh, a an atmosphere of compliance i'm like no shit no shit they're in trouble every other year and even serious trouble with the prostitutes and and you know with recruits and everything like that that happened <laughs> a few years ago i mean good lord so you know in kansas i think like is in trouble now we'll, we'll see what like happens with madonna lsu and all that's like saying madonna doesn't foster a, an air of celibacy <laughs> like no shit, really? <laughs> yeah, that's why I laugh. When I, really, I mean, I literally laughed out loud. When I'm like, does this even have to be said out loud? I mean, yeah. So, so we'll see what happens with Auburn and LSU, you know, uh, or even Alabama to an extent. Where I don't think the allegations that I'm aware of rise to the level of, boy, Alabama needs to watch out, but. Alabama was definitely part of the trial of Colin Sexton and Alabama's already admitted to some uh, wrongdoing in the sense that even an employee at Alabama was fired, you know, over it. And, uh, uh, and, and then, you know, Sexton was suspended, you know, for, for a bit. So there could still be ramifications for Alabama, although I'm, I'm not overly concerned about that. I'm more interested in what's going to happen with Auburn LSU where the allegations were a lot more significant. You know, it is funny. If Louisville, okay, let's let's just hypothetical here. If Louisville gets in a lot of trouble and they are absolutely hammered, okay, you would have to think something like that. Like Louis, Ole Miss getting hammered is one thing in football, 
But Louisville getting hammered in basketball, you got to wonder if the ACC would kind of be like, you know, we got a problem here. And you wonder if, like, this couldn't be one of the dominoes that helps move, helps, uh, move realignment a little bit closer to fruition again. Because maybe somebody like, uh, you know, uh, maybe not a Clemson, maybe a Florida State, maybe somebody like that or North Carolina or whatever, they're like, hey, this may be time for us to, to get out of this conference and try something different. Um, if, because maybe the ACC loses some, some money because of Louisville. I, I'm just – I'm really spitballing here. I'm really just sort of blasting that I'm, I'm wondering if something like that would, would happen. What do you think? I just know this. I mean, to, to me, just from an outsider's view, when I just hear major college basketball program and hot water with the NCA, I mean, the program that comes to mind is Louisville. They're sort of, to me, synonymous, yeah. synonymous with that. And, and at some point, the league and the people that run Louisville that actually care about the academic institution and the integrity of the university, at some point, you got to reprioritize or something but but uh again i, I don't want to be judge jury and executioner I, I i don't know all the facts i'm not interested enough myself to dive into all those facts i'll just say that louisville is no doubt college basketball's bad boy when it comes to rules following and and, and the allegations are always significant it's never jaywalking it's always Manslaughter, so, you know, and hookers. Mur- yeah, yeah, murder too. I mean, uh, so, whew. and then Iona goes and hires Rick Pitino, and he'll win. He'll win. He's a good coach. If he if he gets a chance to coach, I mean, he may yeah. not get a chance to actually coach. You know, Iona yeah, there, is having some buyer's remorse right now. There could be a show cause that would prevent him from coaching on the floor. That's true. I mean, and. Gosh, it would it, it would be easy to understand, frankly, with multiple multiple investigations, with multiple felony type <laughs> indictments <laughs> over the years. Uh, wow! So we'll see. Well, but- I know this. If I was any Alabama fan or anybody else, I wouldn't revel too much in it because, again, yeah. we're we're a part of it too. Maybe a minor part. Maybe we are more of the body, but but we're in it too. Well, here's the thing, Jimmy. Rick Pitino cheats so much that it wouldn't shock me if he pulled – what was the uh, the manager for the Mets, Bobby – was it Bobby Valentine, that came back into yeah. the dugout with like a fake mustache? I think Pitino would come back out. You know, they'd be like, you can't coach on the floor for six weeks. He'd just come out with like a fake mustache and like some kind of Donald Trump spray-on tan, and he'd just be like, my name is – uh, Rick Pitino. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but, uh, all right. Well, great. that's going to do it for us, Jimmy. But I want to remind everybody to go check out Nyko Sports. NikoSports.com. The Tua Tungle Bailoa football, $99. They're practically giving it away. It's incredibly, incredibly stupid if you don't buy it. I just, I'm going to say it flat out. Go buy it. Buy it. Go buy it. Sign it. Send it to Diane Tungavaloa. There we go. And go to nikosports.com, or you can also call 1-800-345-2868. 1-800-345-2868. Ask for my main man, Julio. Couldn't be any of a nicer guy. He will be happy to work with you. $99 for the Tungavaloa football. And part of the proceeds 
go to the Alabama Make-A-Wish Foundation. You can't do anything better than that. Perfect Mother's Day gift. Go get on it. Quit listening to us right now because we're about to end the program. Go check out Nyco Sports. All right, buddy. Thanks so much uh, for bearing with me through this uh, this, this long I-65 trek and uh, roll tide. Further on, I will also uh, say until you make your delivery in Louisville, turn around and get the hell out of Louisville. Let's not put this blog out, or let's not put the, let's not put the podcast out until you have. Left no, that's Louisville. a damn good point. <laughs> that's true. You're I didn't even think about that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome for the legal my advice. Name, my name is Jimmy Stein, everybody. Jimmy Stein <laughs> in Mobile, Alabama. Um, all right, roll tide, buddy. Roll tide.